Stacey. Hello, ma'am. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? Oh, I've been having my eyes done. Oh, what have you had done? They uh, lasered me retinas. They didn't do it when you were awake, did they? Yeah. Oh, that sounds painful. Well, it's all right. It felt as though somebody had stabbed me in the eye with a cocktail stick. And then when I woke up this morning, I found there was a cocktail stick in the bed and my eyes much better. (laughs) I went on a date and I got stood up. Oh, no. I know. I will stalk him and find out where he lives. Why did he stand you up? I don't know. I sat in the window of the coffee shop. He probably saw me surrounded by the cakes and thought, no. What are you wearing? What now? Yeah. Just a tankini, love. A red padded one. (laughs) Were you wearing that for your date? No, I was wearing trousers. Oh, because you'd never be stood up wearing that, would you? No, but I've just had the tankini on because it's been strictly, hasn't it? So I do a bit of dancing and I find the tankini is uh, is quite good for keeping your bits in while you're doing the jive. I'm not being weird when I'm asking you what you're wearing. It's relevant. This episode is all about fashion. Oh, well, fashion, I think my bus has left long ago. Do you think you're fashionable? No. Do you think you've ever been fashionable? No. <laughs> oh, hang on. 1972. It was a good year. I had a pair of hot pants. Oh. Yeah. They were like normal trousers, but my mum put them in the tumble dryer and they set themselves on fire. <laughs> they were super hot pants. <laughs> no, I've I've never had any fashion sense whatsoever. I've always just worn what I like the look of. I'm so glad you instilled that non-fashion sense to us children. My legs have always been too short, my knees have always been too fat, and my boobs have always been too big. I'm sure that's fashionable somewhere. Tonga? <laughs> you, you're in the wrong country, that's the problem. I mean, that's all I mean, I'm just in the wrong country. I'm not wearing the right caftan. Do you think you could be a model? What do you mean, think? Have you ever modelled anything? Do you mean, for real? Yeah. Has anyone ever taken a photo of you in something? Mostly I was modelling cushions. (laughs) So, yeah, I don't so much want to talk about fashion. You can talk about that, you youngsters. But I would like to talk a bit about clothes, which without clothes we haven't got fashion, really. That's true. But seeing some of the things these kids wear nowadays, I'm not sure whether they're clothes or fashionable. Oh, these kids, these kids now, is it? So, shall we get going with today's episode of Rough Giraffe? Yeah, let's do it then. All right. Deep from the jungle of the African Congo To the concrete jungle of the garden bungalow You'll find two ladies full of nonsense and laughs Making a podcast called Rough Giraffe So, I was thinking, Mm. how did we get to have clothes at all? Oh, well, didn't the cavemen take animal skins? Are you going back to the Bible times? To the Bible times. Forward to the Bible times, should I say? I think we need to go a bit further back than that. Do the noise. I think we've got to go back a bit more now. Okay, that's enough. You've gone too far. Come forward a bit. (laughs) So, you're there now. You're about a million years ago. Wow. I know. Look at it. It's amazing. And obviously, 
You're in Africa. Obviously. And you lot, you lot that are there, have suddenly started dropping that fur. Have I got fur? Well, you have got fur at the minute. Oh, okay. Right. You're going to be dropping the fur, and we're going to have to go forward about another 10,000 years. Oh, okay. And it's just, oh, the timeline. Okay, we've gone forward, and so now you're naked, but you're still in Africa. Oh, okay. And for the next 600,000 years, you are going to live in Africa naked. Oh, okay, if I have to. We've only been wearing clothes. For about 170,000 years. And what sort of clothes were they to begin with? Mostly ski suits and uh, thick socks. (laughs) In Africa. (laughs) Ah, but we never needed clothes when we were in Africa. We only needed clothes when we started coming out of Africa. Ah, typical tourist. And there's no archaeological data to show that there were any clothes because they would have disintegrated a long time ago but there is data to show that around 170,000 years ago there were body lice oh okay so body lice would not be on your body with no fur unless you had some clothing on Mm, okay because there'd be nothing to stick to so they came down from the heavens off your head and then came onto your body And it's about 170,000 years ago. Oh, okay. We lost our hair about a million years ago. So we were a good time getting a tan. And then we moved to the snow and had to put on a jacket so we didn't catch our death. That's it. And we had to make stuff before we left. We never had a stitch of clothing. So you had to take like half a dozen caribou with you. Yeah. Just so you could make enough hats and gloves. And that's only been in the last 20 years or so that they've been able to pinpoint exactly how long ago your lice were actually on your skin. Yeah. I mean, there is possible that there must have been some very primitive hominids. Hominids. People. There must have been some hominids outside Africa yeah that must have been clothed in something but were they like in polar bears they gradually died out so it's only modern humans that came from Africa that actually start wearing clothes as we know them today so they were wearing the hot pants they were wearing the tankinis they were wearing the loincloth that's coming back in is it yeah african loincloths yeah they're really Mm. big you sure that's not the lion cloth because they're different things so i'll have to spell check that one yeah i mean you had to have a loincloth so you could have pockets we had to have pockets to put things like your matches in and uh your knife your phone. Your f- well, no, they didn't have a... Oh, you are silly. It was just landlines then. Oh, so yeah, I forget how long ago it was. Have you ever had moths in your clothes? Yes. Not anymore. There were some moths in the loft a little while ago that chewed the elbow on a jumper. But we really don't have the sort of clothes now that attract moths. Because we've got too many man-made fibres. Yeah, they just can't chew them. They haven't got the right sort of teeth. Well, it's not actually the moths that eat the clothes. Well, no, it's the little caterpillars. Yeah, and they're tiny. They are tiny, but they still need little teeth. They'd sort of do it... 
bit of a sucking action. Yeah. Well, if you watch their cheeks, you need a magnifying glass. But uh, if you put a fruit pastel in your mouth and try to eat it without chewing it. Yes. That's what they look like when they're trying to chew a bit of a jumper. <laughs> If you give them a ball of wool, will they suck it up like spaghetti? No, they'll make it into a scarf and then eat it. Oh, okay. They like to have the proper clothes to eat. They won't just eat it from the natural source. You don't find them eating sheep. Oh, bless them. We used to have disgusting mothballs made of camphor. Camphor? C-A-M-P-H-O-R. Camphor. What is it? It's an oil. Oil? It smells disgusting. Yeah. I think it's just a tree. If I remember, you can set the tree on fire really easily. Oh, really? Yeah. They used to make chests out of camphor wood, so it must be a tree. So I'm just looking it up. It's found in the wood of the camphor laurel, which is an evergreen tree in Asia. All right, okay. And it can also be taken from the camphor tree, which is not related, which is a tall timber tree in the same region. But it says the oil in rosemary leaves in the mint family, contains 10 to 20% camphor. Ah, yeah, it does have a smell of it. Anyway, as far as I know, they used to mix it with paraffin wax, I would have thought, and roll it into balls. Yeah. And then put it into little bags, and then they'd hang it up in the... In the wardrobe. In the wardrobe. But, oh, my God, it just smells forever. Have you ever smelt mothballs? I don't think so. It smells like old ladies that died last Christmas. Oh, jeez. It's a mum. Hello, mum. And a daughter. Hello, Stacey. Just telling it like they think they are. I wanted to talk about shoes. Oh. There's a bit of a fashion. What sort of shoes? Well, I want to tell you that men were the first to wear heels. Okay. And that was to make them taller or to keep them out of the mud? They were taller because the higher their social standing, the taller they had to be. Okay. And also, if they were riding a horse, then they had to have heels on their boots for the stirrups to stay on. Okay. That makes sense. Also, it's not been that long. It's only been about 150. 50 years mm-hmm. since they've been making shoes that have got right and left feet. Oh, they just had generic shoes? Just had shoes. I never thought about them not being right foot and left foot before, did you? No, it's like socks, I suppose. And it also says that they had strap-ons later. What do you mean? What sort of strap-ons? Are we doing bondage again? Oh, always got to get a bondage mention in every episode. <laughs> there it was. Ding, 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 ding. So I could tell you at this moment that we predicted text bath plugs came okay bath plugs mm, they're no butt plugs unfortunately i thought it was expensive 7.99 for three <laughs> you've put butt plugs instead of bath plugs yeah i have how good are they at keeping the water in oh they're useless <laughs> however uh well the one of them that clear your sinus what that would clear your sinus out <laughs> From what? From which end? By the end. <laughs> so anyway, I had a look at them. Yeah. And they're very nice. They look like curtain finials. You know what you get on the end of a curtain rod? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I had a look at them and I found out that they've got sucky bottoms. 
So if you lick them, you can stick them onto the tiles. And? I don't know why you would want to lick them and stick them onto anything. <laughs> but I have now stuck them onto the tiles in the bathroom. Right. And then I've, the big one now has got the bath sheet on. <laughs> and then I've got a nice hand towel and there. The little baby one has got the guest towel on. Well, they seem to be quite good. They've got a good suction on them. They've got a really good suction on them. So I can't get them off. Yeah, they look really smart, and they're so smooth. Are they quite high up? They're not low enough to be used. No, I was going to say, if you haven't got the towels hanging on them and someone comes into your bathroom, they're going to be like, what acrobatics have you been doing to get to use it at them? <laughs> uh, they're above the sink. Do you think I should put one of them lower down on the tiles? The one with the guest towel on, I just put it down at knee height. And put a little sign for guest use above it, and people could decide what they want to do with it. <laughs> So, anyway, I was just doing shoes, wasn't I? Yeah. So, the most expensive pair of shoes ever sold for $660,000. What made them so good? That's what I want to know. What? Whose shoes do you think they were? Elton John's. No. Uh... I think they were Coco Chanel. Okay. They were... Louis the 14th. <laughs> no. They Princess are... Diana. No. They are... You're going to again? Or shall I tell you? Tell me. They're Dorothy... Barack Obama. <laughs> yes, you're right. No, who's were they? Dorothy's. Oh, okay. Well, they are famous shoes. Yes, they sold at an auction in 2000 for $660,000. That makes them the most expensive pairs of shoes ever. Wow. Do we know who bought them? Oh, we don't know who bought them, but do you know what? It's su- they're such an iconic thing that if I had a lot of money... Yeah. And I was going to buy some art... That might just be the sort of thing that I'd buy. I'd have them displayed as a piece of art. Okay. And I think anybody that saw them would be absolutely wowed by them. I mean, they've done well to last. Wizard of Oz is, what, 1939? Yeah, I think they've probably been a bit done up. Oh, okay. And my last bit on shoes. Yeah. Who had... The first pair of ladies' boots. First pair of ladies' boots? Mm. Queen Victoria. You are correct, in 1840. Wow, okay. Did she have them for riding or something, or just because she's the queen and she can ask for what she wants? Well, I don't know. I think they were for riding. And Jimmy Choo was 11 when he made his first pair of shoes. Aww. I know. I'm all shoed out. Hey, you. Yeah, you. You got something to say? Then say it here. Email us at roughgiraffepodcast at gmail.com. Twitter at roughgiraffepod. Instagram at roughgiraffepodcast. Search us on Facebook for Rough Giraffe. Subscribe and review us on iTunes and Podbean.
on Twitter and Instagram and in fact Facebook we have a new Facebook page as well I ask people to send you some fashion questions mum for me? yeah there are kids out there who want some advice from you well you know me Stacey I like to give advice I know you do and this time people are asking for it alright well if they're asking for it they're going to get it so are you ready for this? I am I've not heard what these questions are so let's give it a go on Facebook we have Nathan's oh now his surname is Spavold S-P-A-V-O-L-D Spavold anyway Nathan 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 yeah says dear mum given your world renowned reputation for being a fashion icon on the cutting edge of haute couture what can I as a simple Canadian do to accessorise properly in order to stay fashionable during Canada's upcoming winter? Well, you see, you're in Canada and you know I am a bit Canadian. Is it your left or right foot? My left foot is a bit Canadian. Yeah. I mean, he'll need a good coat, won't he? A nice jacket. Yeah, that's always good. Maybe a camel coat. Made out of camel? Or is it very humpy? Oh, I think they used to be made out of camels, but now they just look like the colour of camels. Okay. I'll tell you what, no, Nathan. I don't know what sort of legs you've got, but maybe some sort of a natural fibre culotte might work for you. <laughs> With a wider leg and then a, and a pair of boots. Of course. Well, I'm thinking there, Stacey, he's going to need, like, an undergarment, isn't he? Yes, of course. All right, so he's going to need, like, a bit of an all-in-one body stocking. Right. Uh, I prefer a bodysuit to a T-shirt, Nathan. I I don't know about what you do in Canada. I've heard they're quite liberal. They're a bit trickier to get out of when you need the loo, though, aren't they? They are. But I think the culotte might be the way forward. Now, I'm only thinking here, Nathan, just slightly below the knee, because you could then get a calf-length builder's boot on yes. with a thick sock or even the uh, complete legging Long John effect. This is sounding beautiful. And uh, a scarf. But um, culottes would be lovely, don't you think? Yeah, I do. A camel coat, culottes... And high boots. Oh, oh, I know what's back in. What? Turtleneck. So you can have culottes and a turtleneck. (laughs) It does sound fashionable, I have to say. Yeah, and I think the new colour for this year is whale. So (laughs) that's going to be lovely. I think that's a grey. So a whale grey culotte and turtleneck combo. And uh, some very nice calf length builder boots. Lovely. Nathan, please send us a photo. And don't forget, you guys were first to wear heels, so why don't we see that being brought back into fashion? Let's Nathan start that one off for us. Colots and heeled boots, it sounds like a winning combination. It does. I think, I'm, Nathan, if you can send me a photograph of you in your new outfit, uh, I'll definitely send you a mug for that. <laughs> yeah, I think you deserve it if you wear all of that. Well, I would say to anybody that's carrying a bit of winter weight, you carry winter weight, don't you, Stacey? Uh, I have been known to carry a couple of carrier bags of it, yeah. Yeah, well, keep away from that puffing jacket. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, you've got to be very thin to be looking good in one of those. Not even a puffin could wear a puffin jacket. No, no, I don't think so. 
<laughs> and a puffin is very cute. Yes. And uh, and I don't like snoods either, except on dogs to keep their ears out of the dog food. Oh, I used to love a snood. Yeah, but you used to love that Tickle Me Elmo as well. Yeah, but I was 18 at the time. I've got another question for you. you got another one, okay. This one comes from the guys at Dredgeland. It's Andy and John. Hello, John. Hello, Andy. So they say, hey, mum, what's the best kind of sock wear for a walk down the seafront in my hiking shorts? Well, no, socks. And I had socks made out of bamboo, which you was a bit... Yeah, you need to be careful around pandas with socks like that. I know. I've already been uh, propositioned by a panda when I was in Sainsbury's. You may find panda caterpillars eating your socks in the wardrobe. No, no, they're not saying whether they're actually having a pair of hiking shoes that are going with these hiking shorts. No, I imagine they're wearing sandals. Well, I think that then. The most important thing that you've got to look for, guys, is having a good wick. If you've got a good wick in your sock... Yes. ...then it'll draw all the moisture away from your feet and it'll keep your feet nice and dry in a sandal. Okay. Does bamboo do that? Well, I I think bamboo's got very good wick control. It's very good climate control. You don't see a wet bamboo very often, do you? No, and I've not seen a damp panda for years. <laughs> I would go for, uh, well, the baby blue is very popular this year. Okay. So uh, I think uh, maybe a sage or a taupe coloured hiking short. Uh, can we have the short so just slightly below the knee? I don't need to see knees in the winter. It's not big and it's not clever. No, no knees. There's no need for knees in this winter. Uh, And then have a nice pair of... I don't want to see white hiking socks. I don't want to see black hiking socks. So I think we'll see some nice blue ones. That'll be lovely. Walk on the beach. There'll be no chafing. Yeah, I'll go for them. Oh, there is also the Ninja Toe Sock. Oh, no. Don't don't tell me it's the one where it's got, like, each individual toe. Yeah, it's called the Five-Fingered Hike Sock. I hate those ones. Okay, so we'll go back to the next question then. <laughs> this is from your mate. Now, I say your mate, you've got to try and guess which one. Is it, is it my mate Sarah? No, not your mate Sarah. Oh, I have to have another guess. Is it my mate Donna? No. Is it Carla and Holly? Yes. They said, no, you know Christmas is coming up. Don't do Christmas, though, do I? Oh, sorry, have you stopped loving the baby Jesus? I love the baby Jesus. Oh, he's so cute. And I still go to church and sing Happy Birthday, Baby Jesus. Baby G's, the baby G's, I love him. The Bee Gees. The baby G's, as he is. Yeah, the Bee Gees is the bee's knees. But you're not doing Christmas? No, you're not noticed I go away on holiday and don't tell you where I'm at. I have gone. Yeah. Have you not have you not noticed you haven't had a Christmas card for ten years? <laughs> I just thought you were being a Scrooge. Anyway. Yeah, so we've had uh, a question from from Carlo and Holly. Yes. They say work conference evening dress code is festival chic. First, we read it as festive chic and nearly got Christmas jumpers. What recommendations do you have for the team? Festival chic. So, uh, that depends whether we're going like 
you've got different things, haven't you? You've got like Ibiza sheet. Yeah. You got you got uh, Osiaga sheet, Newport Folk Festival. I mean, are we going classic boho? Uh, you thought I knew nothing. I know it all. What would you recommend? Well, I think, oh, the play suit. What about the jumpsuit? The jumpsuit? Yeah, the jumpsuit with a nice botanical print. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, you can get these play suits with, like, front flaps. <laughs> yeah, you don't come with back flaps. No, that's something entirely different. <laughs> and then you'll need a hat... Uh, maybe a little bomber jacket. Right. Wellies or sandals? No, I think you should be going for more, you know, pump type things. I think Converse or Vans do these uh, kick shoes, like deck shoes. Yeah. They're about 100 quid and they've got like all paint marks on for them. Right. But but I, I've got a pair from Primark and I found out a couple of nights ago that if you vomit on them and leave them overnight, <laughs> the effect is much the same. And how much are you selling them for? Well, I thought you could do that. You could knock them out for 30 quid and a biryani. I mean, it depends what colour you want. <laughs> yeah, that's all I know about festival wear this year. Well, I think that's great advice. It's a lot for Carlo and Holly to be getting on with. Yeah, I've seen them. You know, you're going to look gorgeous, whatever. Do not wear the harem pants. Oh, no. It makes you look like you've got a wet pad in there. <laughs> hey there, who's that? What's the name of the wonky cat? He looks like than any cat around. Kipper. Hey, that's Kipper. What I want to know is, is the maestro of fashion himself there? Are you talking about the old wonky cat Kipper? The old Kipper Runo in his cravats. Here he comes, strutting himself down the wonky catwalk. Hey, Kipper. Hello, Kipper. It's looking very gorgeous tonight. I like the purple cravat. Goes very well with the ginger. Yeah, looking swish. No one ever says anyone looks swish anymore, do they? Um, Kipper, we have had a question for you from our friend Sam and Lisa for my Shake My Head. Oh, Sam and Lisa, yeah. They want to know if Kipper wants to go visit them. <gasps> On an exchange programme. Kipper, how do you fancy going over to Canada? He won't want to go to Canada. They they wear strange clothes over there. I've heard they wear culottes and camel coats with turtlenecks. Yeah, he's not going to get anywhere in a cravat, is he? No, he's going to stand out proper over there. Although, he Mm. does look good in boots. He does. If cats wear boots, they have to have left and right as well. Yeah, yeah, and they have to come up to their crotch. All cat boots have to be right up to their crotch, which I think is a bit uncomfortable. <laughs> it does sound uncomfortable, yeah. So, Kipper, are you going to go to Canada? Okay, he needs to get his passport sorted. There's been a few issues getting his passport, apparently. Ah, why is that? Because he's a cat. Belle's got a passport, haven't you, Belle? God, she's asleep. While we're on the subject of uh, cats in boots, let's change the subject. <laughs> to what? To dogs. Belle, Belle, a lovely, Belle, a lovely dog in there. Come here. She woke up, bless her. 
Hi, Belle. Oh, I am Belle. You Belle, you've got to wake up. Belle, wake up. Stay awake for a minute. Right, if we're quick, she'll be awake. Belle, I'm going to ask you a love question on the podcast. Ooh. Belle's got a bit of a, a fancy in her eye for a certain gentleman donk. Oh, who? Benji. Oh, Benji from last episode. Benji the dog, who she rather likes the look of. He is cute. She's wagging her tail and she's lying on her back now and showing her nipples. Oh, gosh. That's love, that is, in Belle's world. (laughs) Isn't it? Belle, lovely dog, isn't it? Oh, look at you then. So she wants to know, Belle is asking, is uh, is Benji spoken for? Oh. In the the romantic dog way. Oh. She's tapping me now. Hang on a minute, hang on. I'm I'm not asking that, Belle. (laughs) Belle, you dirt hound. Oh. Goodness. Since we had the new towel holders, there's been chaos. <laughs> Keeps trying to chew off the wall. <laughs> so this episode, we're going to be joined by the guys at the Besotted Geek podcast. Now, they're the ones that said you were adorable all that time ago. I'm still adorable. You're still adorable. So the Besotted Geek podcast is hosted by Stork and Peacock. Dog and Peacock, yeah. Yeah, and they have a a geek culture movie podcast and they also come up with some great cocktails at the beginning of each episode. Should we get them on the line? Let's have them on. Hello, Mum. Hi, Stork. Hi, Peacock. Hello, Stacey. Hello, Stork. Hello, Peacock. Hello, Belle. Hello, Kipper. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks for having us on. Now, we're from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which we've noticed is five hours in the past of London. So most people ask about the weather, but I wanted to know what time it was over there right now. It's about 10 o'clock here at the moment, 10 in the evening, isn't it? Yeah. Aha, that's what I was thinking. as we suspected. Now, I don't know if this is legal, but seeing as how you're in the future, maybe you could send us the winning lottery numbers? Like horse races? Yeah. Something like that? We could work something out, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, we'll split it, of course. Oh, do you know what? I was compelled to buy a lottery ticket today. Were you? I was. I haven't bought one for ages. I just had a feeling I should buy a lottery ticket. And? I don't know. I haven't checked it. I've only just remembered now because you said lottery ticket. Oh, a patient gave me a lottery ticket as a thank you present. Didn't get anything. We are in the future and I can already tell you what the lottery numbers are. Really? Are you going to tell them? No, because I'm not. It's not allowed. It says so on the back of the ticket. That you can't tell people in the past on a podcast? Definitely. Can't tell anybody in Pittsburgh what numbers are. I did not know that. That's really specific. Actually, it says Pittsburgh, Quebec, and outlying regions of Belgium that are not connected to Luxembourg. Wow. Yeah, and and Scunthorpe. Well, sorry to all those guys in those areas that are going to miss out. We'll do a separate show for people in the areas we can tell them the lottery numbers. And um, sorry, guys, you miss out, but everyone else, congratulations on your millions. Ah, do you know what? The only week I'd win the lottery is if everybody else won it as well. 
Mm, it'd be one of those where you get a hundred pounds. Yeah, there's forty nine million winners. Here's your eighty pence. <laughs> you could don't even get the money back on the ticket. No. <laughs> Maybe we need to reconsider. I don't know. I'm still in. Okay. Now that we have that out of the way, I believe Peacock has a question for Belle, the lovely dog. Well, and Mum. Okay. And of course, if Kipper wants to chime in or Stacy. Sure. It's definitely acceptable. (laughs) How big of you? (laughs) Actually, I have several questions because we are currently looking to adopt a dog. Um, We have a dog, but we're looking to adopt another. And I wanted to know what kind of dog is Belle? How old is Belle? Yes. When did? How long have you had Belle, Mom? Belle, she's a bit of Jack Russell, and she's a bit of Border Collie. She is a failed assistance dog. Oh. She was doing very well. Yeah. But they got her to put take the washing out of the tumble dryer. And every time she gets the washing out of the tumble dryer, she has to make it into a bed and sleep on it. <laughs> oh, no. And also, she can't do anything if you throw a ball. She's paralysed with ball obsession. And you've seen her. Oh, she's relentless. It goes on for hours and hours and hours. So even though Belle is nearly 10, she's super energetic. Uh, but... She's also super intelligent as well. Yeah, she's great. She's a lovely dog. She's got a beautiful temperament. Do people breed them specifically on purpose? Yeah, they do now, apparently. They round up cattle and things with them now. How long have you had her now? I've had her for uh, about 18 months. Uh, She's only had one birthday since I've had her. Oh, okay. And uh, did she get very drunk? Oh. She went out, just hung around the bus stop for an hour. She had a bit of a sh- chat with an Alsatian, <laughs> with, a, with a German shepherd. She likes a foreign gentleman, I find. Well, that's interesting. I love Belle. So, I hope you found that useful, Stork and Peacock. Thank you for calling. Well, thanks for answering our questions and for having us on your podcast. Yes, we really appreciate it. And if any of your listeners are interested in what we do... Yeah, we talk about uh, movies, comics, all sorts of nerdy things on our podcast. So if you're into that sort of thing, you might enjoy ours as well. Yep. Find us on Twitter at Besotted Geek Podcast. You can find all our information there. Thanks for having us on. Thank you. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Bye. I'd like to give a hashtag Team Bell dog shout out to Gibbs and Mary. Gibbs and Mary belong to Dee Dee. So hi Dee Dee. Hi Gibbs. Hi Mary. Alright, so we've got Benji and Juno. Yeah. And we've got Gibbs and Mary. Yeah, yeah Gibbs and Mary live in Israel. Oh my goodness. Well, Shalom. Shalom from Bell the Lovely Dog. What we are going to be doing is making up Team Bell bandanas. Yes. So we are going to have enough people in this. If you want your dog to be in Team Bell for Bell Lovely Dog, and then you can wear a Team Bell bandana, and then we'll put your photo up. Yes, it looks like you'd be sending some bandanas out to Israel. Oh, that'd be brilliant. Bell, you're going to Israel on a bandana. (laughs) I want to give a special shout out to Michelle. Is that a tortoise? (laughs) No, Michelle. (laughs) 
<laughs> Michelle is is a big fan of ours, yours, mine. But she sent us a message to say that she's been looking at goats in pajamas nonstop since the last episode. <laughs> we love them. Uh, what I want to know from everybody, come on, be yeah. honest. If you had a fainting goat, wouldn't you just make it faint all the time? I would. I would just go up to go, ah! It'd be the easiest way to get it in at night. If you like, it's running around the garden, you think, right, I'm just going to overwhelm this goat so it falls <laughs> over. I can scoop him up and put him to bed. If you don't get in now, I'm going to do the. <laughs> and Nerd Book Review on Twitter said that their family have got goats. They're going to send us some videos of some pygmy goats. So I look forward to that. Oh, that'd be good. Have, have they got fainting goats? No, just pygmy goats. Oh, pygmy goats are all right. Can they not get some fainting goats or maybe some tree goats? They need some hysterical Victorian goats or southern, southern bell goats who says, oh, oh, my word, and then they'll faint. <laughs> oh, bell a lovely dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do declare. Ruff, 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 ruff. I have a couple of stories of people telling us about their fashion disasters. Okay, that would be good. I never thought of fashion disasters. At False Starts Pod said their parents in the 90s used to dress them in purple and green polyester. Everything was shiny and clashed. Do you remember shell suits? I do, well, you were a shell suit child. I, I had a turquoise shell suit. Yeah, you all of you had shell suits. I got those shell suits for you for my own protection. Why? So we wouldn't go near fire? No, you wouldn't. You couldn't creep up on me because you rustled a lot. <laughs> Is it noisy clothes? You definitely couldn't be a spy or a ninja in a shell suit. You couldn't be much in a shell suit. I don't know why they became... Well, it was just one of those things, wasn't it? I think it's because people thought it was... Well, it became fashionable to wear fitness clothes. And then fitness clothes were exaggerated to the point where they weren't really suitable for exercise. It was the 80s. It was large shoulders and I used to crimp your hair up. Yeah, you did. I mean, you used to cry when I did that. But... <laughs> we looked like we were in a heavy metal band or from the eighties. We looked like Bon Jovi. All we all we needed was a little denim waistcoat and a bandana around our head. And oh, I remember I I made waistcoats. You did make waistcoats and boxer shorts out of curtain material. Yeah, yeah, they used to last forever. They did. So the carpet matched the drapes. <laughs> Yeah, but you could stand in front of them and it looked like the bottom half of your body was missing. Your friend Squeaky, remember? I, I wondered what happened to Squeaky. Oh, she's still around. Okay, hello Squeaky. Hello Squeaky. Squeaky says, her fashion disaster, uh, my O-level needlework exam. Now, we don't, they don't do GCSE needlework nowadays, do they? So, O-level needlework exam was bang on trend. It was a halter neck dress, perfectly fitted and daring two inches above the knee in gold paisley winciette fabric 
Oh, that is funny. If she's got pictures, then that is worth a mind. Well, she says, I really didn't understand why my mum kept cackling, just like you're cackling. Yeah. <laughs> she thought it was marvellous if a little sweaty for August. And don't worry, she passed her needlework exam. And I did ask Squeaky for some photos, but she says cameras didn't exist in the 70s. Okay. It sounds beautiful. Yeah. Oh, bless her. You know what Winsiet is? No, I don't. What is it? Right, well, Winsiet is basically what you'd have is fluffy sheets in the winter. Oh, okay. That's more like... Winsiet's just like a thinner form of that, what you make pyjamas out of, and night clothes. So she made a sexy halter neck dress out of gold paisley cotton fabric. Oh, well, squeaky, keep at it, love. That's... I'm sure it made good dusters. Oh, bless. <laughs> we have a story from Lee at Don't Break the Oath podcast, and he is telling us about a wardrobe malfunction. Right. He says, About three weeks ago, I went to the door to collect a parcel, assigned the guy's little machine, took the parcel as normal, but the whole time he had a perplexed look on his face. Anyway, I didn't think anything of it. Went back to the house, put the parcel on the ground, looked down to open it, and realised that one of the buttons on my boxer shorts was open and my little man was poking out. (laughs) I think he should be arrested for things like that. So I've got some bizarre Victorian fashion deaths. Oh, okay. Are these people that they were just like, oh my God, if I have to wear this, I'm going to die. And they died. Um, (laughs) So it's estimated that fires... Ignited by crinolines, you know this crinoline skirt? Yeah. Killed at least 3,000 women in 10 years between late 1850s and 1860s. Wow. That'd be like embers jumping out the fire, that sort of thing. So they're made of silken muslin and they ignited really easily. Yeah. And because they were in a framework and there was nothing underneath them except legs, there was lots of oxygen. Yeah. And now two of the most famous victims of the crinoline fire were Emily and Mary Wilde. They were Oscar Wilde's half-sisters. Oh, okay. So they were at a party on Halloween night. Yeah. And Emily's crinoline caught fire whilst waltzing past the open fireplace. And Mary rushed to help her, but her crinoline started to burn and they both died. Oh, gosh. And then uh, death by corset. Right. So um, apart from dying of breathing difficulties, compressed lungs, fractured ribs and displacement of internal organs. Sounds like a a Saturday night. Yeah. uh, Mrs Mary Halliday died suddenly in 1903 without any apparent reason. When they did the autopsy, they found two pieces of corset steel had pierced her heart. Oh my gosh. Ugh. That's horrible. Tighter, tighter. We've got um death by high collars. Okay. Mr. John 
Clutzel. Oh, a man. I know. Who, according to the New York Times in 1888, had had a few too many and fell asleep on a bench. Okay. Right, so he had a detachable high collar, which was very stiff. They liked to starch them, didn't they? Yeah, it was connected to the shirt by studs. So his head dropped forward on his chest and his collar was so stiff that he choked him and caused asphyxia and everybody else thought that he was just drunk and he suffocated. Oh, that's horrible. Death by stockings. Dun, dun, dun. The clothes were washed. Yeah. And then if they'd been dyed, all the colours ran into the water and they washed away and the clothes would fade. Right. And because stockings and tights had to be washed so often, they used to keep the dye in them with arsenic and mercury. And so then that kept the dye in and then the arsenic and mercury rubbed off on the skin. Right. That's it. Oh. Do people dye so much from uh, clothes nowadays? No, because nowadays they've got like safety labels on, haven't they, that says don't climb into the tumble dryer. I remember when I was younger I had a My Little Pony nighty that said on the label, don't sit close to fires. Yes. And I was petrified that if I <laughs> sat near the fire I was going to go up in flames. Well, you would have done. So just don't make clothes out of that then. Well, they don't now. They put the label on to say, don't sit near the fire. And if you catch fire, they go, well, we told you not to sit near the fire. They were made out of something called brine nylon. Right. Uh, and it was very warm and it was completely plastic. Oh, I love that nighty though. But talking about brine nylon, I had a pair of uh, pyjamas in the same thing. I, it was nearly death by sheets. Right. When I was first married, that'll be to your father. Yeah. We had this lovely pair of brown nylon sheets Mm. that we won at the fair. (laughs) With a goldfish and a coconut. No, they were they were they were made. They were lovely. They were not sewn together. The pillowcases were sellotaped together. (laughs) Right. Uh, But we put the sheets on the bed. And then I got in the bed with a nylon nighty on. Right. Nylon and nylon is not a good combination. It was cold. Yeah. So I jumped into bed, into the covers, and shot straight out of the bed underneath on the other side. (laughs) Right? In the meantime, I built up quite a nice head of static electricity. (laughs) So I ended up on the floor and my hair was sticking straight up in the air. <laughs> and then in the dark, as I got up, you could see all the sparks coming off me. Oh so don't be doing a nylon on nylon combination. I, I'll try not to. It was funny at the time. It sounds hilarious. Once all the burns had been sorted out. <laughs> The next stop will be Rough Giraffe. So, what have we got to finish then, Stacey? I found a little story about fashion, loosely about fashion. Right. The headline is, Bus driver cleared over tiger porn charges. Tiger prawns? Tiger, <laughs> tiger porn. They're on special offer at Tesco, tiger prawns. <laughs> Are they? This is about tiger porn. 
So a bus driver was wrongly accused of owning extreme porn featuring a woman having sex with a tiger. He was arrested and charged over a video that was sent to his friends. But the Crown Prosecution Service was forced to drop the case after it became clear that Tiger was in fact a man dressed in a tiger suit. <laughs> the lawyers had only ever watched the video with the volume down and in court they played it with the volume up and heard the tiger say... That's great. <laughs> and they all suddenly looked at each other and were like, oh, that's not a real tiger. And they dropped the case. <laughs> this must have been the most amazing tiger suit. It must have been brilliant. I haven't looked at the video myself, but can you imagine their faces in court when they hear the tiger talk and they're just like, oh no, what have we done? I've got a, a nice little animal story that's not fashion related. We don't mind. Most animals go to be fashioned eventually oh so this is zoo abandons hyena breeding program after realizing they've spent four years trying to get two males to mate (laughs) (laughs) is that why they were laughing all the time (laughs) They're like, these guys are proper jokers. What are they trying to do? (laughs) I I don't know, mate, but they keep, you know, they keep sending us on dates, going to the cinema, we're getting free meals. Let's just just carry on with it. It's a bit of a bromance. Yeah, exactly. This was in Japan. You see, they're only used to pandas in Japan. Are they? Yeah. I thought pandas were in China. Oh, is it? Oh. The the Mariyama Zoo in Japan bought the two hyenas from a South Korean zoo in 2010. You got them off eBay, I expect. And then spent four years trying to get them to mate, but they wouldn't. Finally, they tested one of them, who they thought was female, and found he'd got male genitalia. They say, it's difficult to tell the sex of a spotted hyena by external genitalia. I just thought it was quite, quite obvious, but... I would have thought... That the female would be the one wearing the bra with a botanical print. And the male would be obviously the one wearing the turtleneck sweater and the culottes. Exactly. Don't worry, they are going to get a female to come and uh, join the party and she can breed with whichever one she wants. Yeah, they might be gay. Yeah, they might not want her to come along. That's it. It might be like Brokeback Mountain. They could say... Look, we are actually a couple, but could we not just adopt? (laughs) Oh, goodness. So that's funny. And that's a good story to end on. Yeah. I'll speak to you again soon. All right, then I'll talk to you soon. All right, then. Bye. All right, then. Take care. Bye. It's the end of the podcast. It is very sad. But tune in again and it won't be so bad With Mum in the bungalow and Stacy at home Send us your stories on your smartphone And then everybody will feel so alone The Rough Giraffe Podcast The Rough Giraffe Podcast This podcast is part of Britpod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or BritpodScene on Twitter to find out more. Oh.